And let's go to parenting now. Lots of you getting your questions in on this one. We're talking about how to limit screen time and then also how to deal with the fallout from that. The Parenting Place CEO, Dave Atkinson, says one of the most common issues facing families is struggling to set boundaries around the use of devices. And there's often a disconnect between the amount of screen time children want versus what their parents think is appropriate. So how do you bridge that gap? Kira, Kira, Dave, you're going to tell us, aren't you? <laughs> Kia ora, Susie. Look, I'm not surprised that you've got a lot of texts coming in about this. It, mm. is, um, it is a stressful, stressful part of parenting in 2023, and I've got an eight-year-old, so I'm uh, right in the thick of it myself. So, yep, it's, uh, I'll do my best to try and try and give some, um, some thoughts and food support today. <laughs> thoughts and prayers to you with the eight-year-old as well. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, Limiting screen time, is this something that you're hearing from parents as a kind of a constant um, a constant gripe? Yeah. I mean, kids are using so much technology these days that their technology use feels a little bit um, out of control, and a lot of parents are really struggling to know how to rein it back in. And I, I think a lot of parents will relate to the fact that because of the lockdowns that we went through, technology usage increased significantly because kids had to do schooling from home, parents were stressed, finding ways to occupy their kids. And we just live in a modern world where uh, there's just so much access to devices. Um, You know, apparently in New Zealand, 70% of kids can get online now, the age between nine and 17. And a lot of the stats that we refer to are all, all, you know, quite out of date because they're from a couple of years ago. So we're seeing a huge increase. And, And then we're also seeing the impact of that online use, in particular with social media, there's a lot more research to suggest that um, it's having quite an impact on young people's mental health. So yeah, a lot of concerns. Okay, so I suppose in some ways, uh, especially when devices are being used at school for education, as well as, you know, at home for recreation, um, yeah. I mean, is the horse bolted on this? Well, yeah, that's a good that's a good question, and it feels to a lot of parents like the horse has bolted. We have a, a bunch of family coaches at Parenting Place, and they work one on one with families. And I was talking to them about this topic, and one of the insights I got from Jenny Hale, our family coach, is that parenting is all about the horse bolting and then bringing it back in. So whether it's social media, whether it's pocket money, whether it's free time, whether it's staying up, you know, late, you know, beyond your bedtime. There's always this sort of almost flow between kids pushing the boundaries and then parents having to bring it back in. So that's a very normal rhythm for parents to get into. And so for parents listening, if you're if you feel that the social media or technology screen time, if that's getting um, out of hand, it's totally okay to do a bit of a reset to say to your kids, depending on how old they are, hey, look, um, this isn't working or we got it wrong, we're really sorry, let's do a reset. And then depending on the age of the kids, actually having that conversation, allowing them to speak into their device use, even using a bit of a family contract as a a mechanism to have that conversation can be a really good thing. But the reality is no child is going to thank their parents for telling them to turn that game off turn the TV off, whatever they're doing. It's just, it's always going to be stressful. And that's, I think, one of the other other things parents are having to get used to is just the emotion that kids express when they come off devices. Yeah, what are good ways of reining it in? Because um, I guess if you just yell through from one room to another that, you know, turn that TV off, um, yeah. it's, it's not exactly going to... Um, 
have anything other than howls of derision coming back at you. So what are the, what are some good ways to kind of manage that? Yeah, look, I mean, I have to say, I um, as a parent myself as an eight-year-old, sometimes I hear myself giving advice and I think to myself, Dave, you need to put this in place yourself. So massive, <laughs> massive caveat here. I recognize how hard this is to do in practice. But in theory, um, one of the things that we talk about is to give lots of warning. Um, you know, for example, with games, if you say a time limit, you know, if, you're, if your kid's on, you know, on a PlayStation, um, time limits never work in games. You want to be thinking about rounds. So at the end of this round, if they're watching cartoons instead of five minutes, you know, at the end of this cartoon. But one of the hard things is when parents are busy, we often don't think ahead. So we often then address issues in the moment. Turn the TV off, put your device down, it's time for, time for dinner. So as much as possible, giving kids warning, um, giving them a chance as they're older, particularly teenagers, to negotiate that time, um, giving them the, the ability to influence the amount of screen time they're using. Um, I think those are all going to be helpful if you've got the emotional capacity and the time to put those things in place. Mm. So how much screen time is too much? Are there any reasonably hard and fast guidelines, I guess, for particular age groups? There, there are, yep. And the Ministry of Health have some guidelines and uh, these can be quite confronting, to be honest, because what I, I will say this, 88% of children do not uh, stick to these guidelines. So 88% of, of kids are exceeding these. And, um, and, and it has to be said that there's a time and a place to just acknowledge um, doing your best and being you know, good enough is good enough sometimes. If you're managing stress as a household, if you've got lots of kids and older kids on devices, it's going to be hard to rein it in. But, but all that being said, there are some guidelines and those guidelines are that under two, the recommendation is no uh, technology and no screen time. Um, then between two and five, one hour a day is the recommendation. And then between five and 17, less than two hours a day. The truth is, though, that uh, those those just aren't, aren't being followed. Um, I think in New Zealand, our stats at the moment are that teenagers are spending about 42 hours a week online. And as New Zealanders as a whole, we're spending 38% of our waking hours in front of a screen. So I think there is a bit of work to try and bring that back in. But there's also some pragmatism there to say, Actually, um, you know your kids, you know your family, and so you need to keep the ideal in balance with what's realistic. When you say it's two hours, is that after you've come home from school, two hours, or is that including yeah, time that they're used in the classroom? Well, that, that's a good point. So my, my understanding is that this is about recreational screen time. So uh, again, it always depends what kids are doing. And, and if, they're, if they're learning online, then that's, that's one type of activity. Um, I mean, th there is a lot of conversation at the moment about technology use in schools. And, um, and I'm probably not in a position to comment on that. Um, but, but what I would say is what parents can control within, within the boundaries of their home, I would, I would say that's a good starting point. So one hour, two hours. And, and again, one, one thing to consider is what else are your kids doing? So mm. don't look at technology in isolation. Look at everything. Are they socialising? Are they doing their homework? Are they getting physical time? Um, we, we talk a bit about uh, different, different types of activities, that the healthy mind platter being a combination of physical time, 
downtime, rest time, engage time, and actually, more, most importantly, connection time, which is spending time with mum or dad or the caregiver at home. Mm. And so if they're doing all of those things, then maybe a little bit more technology is actually not really going to have a negative impact on them. Quite a lot of questions coming in, Dave. Um, here's one saying, uh, is all screen time the same? You know, I guess, is mm. it watching TV? Is that the same as um, gaming on the smart TV? Is that the same as watching something on an iPad uh, or doing something on your, on a cell phone? That's a really good point. It, it, not all screen time is the same. And so, again, knowing your kids, knowing their temperament, knowing their age, uh, knowing all of the things that they're doing outside of technology, um, it's it's worth thinking thinking a bit more nuanced about this. So for gaming, you've got lots of opportunity there for socialisation. So as kids are getting older, they're connecting with their friends online. It's problem solving, it's mastery, it's adventure. So those things are great. The other thing is there's crash language, access to inappropriate imagery, access to strangers through gaming. So you need to think about gaming in that context. Social media, same thing for some people. It's a great opportunity to learn and engage, but it's also, it also exposes them to people they might not know. Um, it exposes them to um, comparison. There's mental health challenges around uh, around the world of social media and, and, um, and what we're comparing our lives to, which can have an impact. Um, TV is another thing, you know, whether they're watching educational TV or fast-paced cartoons. So, yeah, so I think, I think it, is, it is worth nuancing what your kids are doing. And if they are learning and they're doing, you know, mathematics online or doing some sort of reading, then in my family, we allow a bit more time for that. Um, what, the other thing is you want to try and delay as long as possible access to things like social media. That, that's definitely something for parents to consider. As long as you can put that off, the better. Whereas TV, you know, there's probably less risk associated with TV than there would be for social media. Mm, okay. Um, this is an interesting question that's come in. Um, this texture says, we have three children of varying ages and find yeah. it very hard to allow the older children more access to content appropriate for their age and not the younger child, especially around Xbox games as they want to play together. But of course, yeah. some games are not age appropriate for the youngest. This causes a lot of stress. Mm -hmm. um, also, the family's introduced a digital detox day, which I guess you'd be right behind as an idea. But yeah. this is a really interesting point, isn't it? That, you know, it might only be a couple of years between the children, but especially in a family where you've got several, that can be quite a significant number of years between the oldest and the youngest. And it's really hard to police that. Yeah, so they're right to name that. We've got a four-year-old and an eight-year-old at home, and the reality is uh, our four-year-old is watching a lot more TV and has access to a lot more screens than our eight-year-old did at, at her age because she's got an older brother. And, um, and you can separate them, you can put them in different rooms, but that assumes you've got the space. It assumes that you've got multiple devices. And it also, then you open another risk, which is that you're actually allowing kids to be exposed to uh, information on, in, in a space that's private. And as much as possible, you want kids to be using technology in a public space. So I think the truth is for large families, uh, you do to some degree need to be led by the older child and then just do uh, put some mitigations in place that, that um, you feel comfortable with. One way to do that is you can use parental control. So if you do have multiple devices, you can set up controls that limit each child's screen use and that can also be applied to gaming 
Um, but that might not be realistic for families who, who just can't afford or don't have access to multiple devices. Here's another question. Um, this is quite an interesting one. Uh, my husband attributes the games he played as a child in the 80s and 90s to his logic and problem-solving skills, mm. and he exposes our four-year-old to gaming. I don't know what kind of gaming. But this text just says, I feel otherwise. Um, today's games appear mm-hmm. violent, addictive, and normalise kids seeking out hits of dopamine, they say. What does mm-hmm. the research um, or your expert opinion say about gaming? Oh, Susie, you've hit on something very sensitive here because this is a debate that my wife and I are having at this very moment, which is, should we allow our eight-year-old to play Minecraft? All of his mates are playing Minecraft. And I've actually spoken to a lot of parents about this, and I've been thinking a lot about it. And in many ways, every family needs to navigate their concerns, their culture, uh, you know, their family culture and their experience and take that into account. A lot of my guy mates loved video games and want their kids to play video games and say that um, it's a really, a really wonderful way that they connect with their kids as they get older. Um, and then there are other people who, you know, hate them or are afraid of them. The research isn't clear that the concerns we all had about violence and gaming, uh, you know, the risks have actually eventuated. The research isn't clear that that's the case. But I think you can follow your intuition if you know that your kids' uh, gaming use is um, irritating them, is causing them to act in ways that you're not comfortable with, then I think trust your gut on that. But yeah, the research isn't actually that conclusive. It's far more conclusive about the negative impacts of social media than it is on gaming. So I would say, look, probably games like Minecraft are, are, are really um, pro- probably relatively low risk. Once you start getting into games like Fortnite and others that in- in- involve a bit of violence, you might want to think about delaying that. It's, and then as soon as you get into games that require access to the internet and then, and then the cooperation of other strangers, you want to limit that. You want to make sure your kids are not just inviting strangers into their games. So think about it case by case. Mm. On the subject of things like social media, um, and, and maybe you know the internet, I suppose, more widely, is it a good idea to have um, sort of filters and parental controls and that kind of things um, on devices? Or is, it a, or is it a good idea to kind of sit down your kids and, and talk them through some of those gnarlier, more confronting bits of the internet? Yeah, yeah, great question. I think it's both. You know, if for young kids, very much locked down what they can do online. So delay, delay, delay if you can. Once they get devices, then you want to put in rules really quickly. So for cell phones, you don't want to give kids access to a smartphone if you can at first. If you do, limit their ability to have data so that you limit their, um, uh, their, their risk there. Then you want to put in filtering software on all your devices, and you can actually do that at a router level, or you can use a tool like SafeSurfer, which um, does it at, your, at, your, um, at the internet provider level. So that's filtering. Then you want to put parental controls in. So for my eight-year-old, he's got uh, a, a smartphone. It's, it's a family phone. That's not his phone. He can use it. Um, we have uh, limits to 30 minutes a day. I've blocked what apps he can use, so he can only listen to podcasts that I approve. He can only access three or four websites that I've approved, um, and so it's very strict. And then as he gets older, you can you can loosen loosen those rules. So yep, filtering, parental controls, family contracts are all things 
Um, and, you know, the, the other thing is just actually having the motivation to put these things in place and to stick with them. That's one of the hardest barriers. It's hard work parenting and it's hard work navigating the online world. And so uh, we just encourage parents. We give them some tools. We give them some encouragement. Um, and we just, you know, we just we say to them, look, if, you've, if things have got out of control, do a family reset. That's okay. Try mm. again. Good advice. Thank you very much. Uh, that is Dave Atkinson there from The Parenting Place.